Hello, and welcome back to Kessler Run Relay, a Star Wars podcast. Our episodes are still dropping bi-weekly for the foreseeable future at the beginning of the week, and you can follow us on social media. Our links will be in the description. This week, we will be discussing the first Phase 3 novel, Eye of Darkness, with two of our besties. Uh, But before we get into that, hi, I'm Emily, uh, pronounced she, her. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Stardust M and on TikTok at Stardust M. My brainworm of the week is two years of Gerard Way Thrawn. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been a I journey. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's grown and he's done so much. Thrushy went to the to the Mike Korowitz concert so that they could be together finally last year and <laughs> and when Gerard Way starts writing a Thrawn comic it's really all over <laughs> oh my god he's actually collabing with Jody Hauser to do um the Alliance's comic he told me himself I'm thinking about it entirely <laughs> he's just writing his own or an Eli Manto <laughs> comic <laughs> he has the experience this is what I'm, I'm saying <laughs> Is it's not even that like far fetched because he is a comic writer. <laughs> it, it it took me way too long to figure out that that Gerard Way was the same Gerard Way. I'm like, oh, they're they're two separate people, right? It's, it's like no, <laughs> nope. It's just this is what he did after my Chemical Romance. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. So hello. My name is Hayden. I use she, her pronouns. You can find me on TikTok at Taika.YTD, on Twitter and Instagram at MCUYTD, but fair warning that will probably be changing soon. Um, And then my brainworm of the week is, oh, fighting the urge to make higher public cosplays. Let me tell you, seeing, watching, this is all within like the past week and a half, reading Shadows of Starlight and Higher Public. Higher Public One, Young Jedi Adventures episodes, Eye of Darkness, and watching a playthrough of Survivor and seeing Dagengara's robes, it's the battle is the battle is being lost. I'm telling you, like it just it looks so easy and so fun. Like I have my sewing machine, but I don't know. I I just can't. I don't have room. I don't have the money for fabric. But like. I'm, I'm, yeah, the, the urge is being fought, especially, oh my God, Avar's occlusion zone outfit. It's super easy. It looks super comfortable. Like it's, it's a no brainer to me. Yeah. Just need a hood and that's 90% of it. Maggie already did it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It looks so good and it's so easy and so simple. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah. Our special every... guests. Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> Hello, sorry, no, it's okay. I was just gonna say every Elzar man cosplay is just grateful that they only have to grow a beard and they're fine. So you know <laughs> that's so that's true. All, that's all that matters for them. <laughs> that's so true. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, our special guests, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? All right. Uh, hi, my name is Jacob. Uh, I use he/him pronouns. Uh, you can find me on 
in, not Instagram, uh, Twitter and TikTok at Jacob Bush, uh, B-O-U-S-H-H, like the bounty hunter. I recently found out that, that I have been pronouncing that wrong my entire life, but it's fine. How are you pronouncing it? Uh, Bausch. Uh, um, oh, and well, then wow. um, okay. Kristen Baver uh, kind of shattered me with a, with a video <laughs> a couple months ago, and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Whole life just crumbles before your eyes. <laughs> Your brain worm. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, uh, my brain worm this week is the fact that we will be getting Court and Nubs in a free comic book day issue. My two little blue guys, I am sure Bestie Isabella, I'm not sure how he lived through that announcement, but yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, you are so crazy insane for that. Yeah, yeah. That was he knows on- his audience. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna take the two silliest little guys and put them in one comic. And also, they they put out a little description this morning actually, and it said it was going to have multiple guests from High Republic Adventures. So, Farzala, Lula, maybe. Uh yeah, it's. I will be in line May fourth. I also found out that is my graduation day, so I'll be in line with a <laughs> thick velvet robes and poofy hat, waiting for my boy Nubs. Oh my god. To decorate your little hat as nubs, just like <laughs> hashtag nubs nation. Yeah, hashtag nubs nation. Oh, well, we have this. Uh, it, it's a JD, so we have like the soft hats. You can't like. There is no oh, hard no. top, flat top that I could put my like, toy on. Like, so depressing. If it has a little tassel, you should write like nubs nation in like oh, little cardboard that, letters. Okay, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just go and get the comic first, and you can roll it in that little tube you get, and then just keep the comic in there. <laughs> <laughs> just sit, sitting in the yeah. auditorium of like hey guys yeah. this is great and all but i'm a little bored i need to read yeah. my comic book written for yeah. like literally seven year olds yeah. <laughs> need to read my nubs picture book please leave me be that's that's so me coded because when i graduated from high school i kept on spacing out because i couldn't stop thinking about cal Kestis and fallen order <laughs> so true <laughs> all right our other guests okay. i guess to Go ahead. I'm just one person (laughs) for now. Um, I'm Cameron, he, him. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Cam and Film, and I'm also on Instagram at underscore Planet Cam. Uh, So check me out there. And my brainworm of this week, but technically last week, is that picture of Lars Mikkelsen sat in the chair as Thrawn with a cigarette. I feel like that just sent absolutely everyone on Chiss Twitter into a frenzy, including me. And I've not stopped thinking about it um, because it's just, yeah, just more. Give me more. And I feel like Thrawn <laughs> would smoke as well. That is like something oh, yeah. that needs to happen. Oh, mm-hmm. Come on, Timmy. Yeah. Timmy, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, another book. It's time for another one. It's been two years. <laughs> Come here, Timmy, Timmy. Come on, Timmy. <laughs> Absolutely. But yes, Timmy, he okay. is my he's my baby girl. He is also a seventy <laughs> like a seventy two year old man. Yeah. <laughs> he is like the granddaddy of Star Wars, but he's also a baby girl, and he should have been in the club. <laughs> should have been at the club. <laughs> should have been at the club. Too that, busy that's where Thrawn should have been. Yeah, that is where Thrawn. <laughs> Instead of on that Star Destroyer at the end of Rebels, he should have just been in the club. He should have just been at the club. <laughs> 
Okay, well, a lot has happened in the past two, two weeks. It's been two weeks. Thrawn sitting in a chair smoking. Young Jedi Adventures episodes with Bell, Loden, and Estala Maru and Starlight Beacon. Stellan Geos, uh, Shadows of Starlight, High Republic, um, Eye of Darkness, obviously. I like how you just uh, said Stellan Geos. It's just, just Stellan. Oh. <laughs> He's just that. Stellan Geos' lightsaber. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, he's not alive, everyone, just to put that out there. Still dead. Still very dead. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have any inside info. Uh, where was I? Eye of Darkness. Um, what else happened? trying to think oh um my thinking fingers free comic book day free comic Uh, day uh oh yeah we can talk about that you start oh i'm starting what (laughs) jacob oh for free comic book day (laughs) okay uh sure yeah well all right uh yeah it's we're getting a marvel issue it's the first time marvel has done a free comic book day star wars issue ever um which is crazy ever It, it is a two-sided issue one with a luke skywalker charles soul uh, you know adventure going back to hoth and the other is a greg pock darth vader and sabe little romp there uh so we got that <sighs> and we have a again like i mentioned earlier a nubs court young jedi adventures free comic book day issue which is going to break my timeline yeah, it's just going to be one of those memes where it's like the really long queue and the really short queue and the really long one's just the Nubs comic and the really short one's <laughs> exactly. the other one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. At least on Twitter, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless you're, unfortunately, European because Dark Horse yeah. is... We uh, also don't talk about that. <laughs> I'll get it somehow. I've managed to get the... You have your last... ways. Yeah, I've got my ways. <laughs> Um, okay, a quick note about Free Comic Book Day. I know that a lot of higher public Twitter is they mostly their only exposure to comic books is through the higher public. So, couple like courtesy things for Free Comic Book Day please go and spend money there. Comic book stores are very vital to pop culture and fandoms in general. Um, and if you can, please go and support them. They usually have, like, for free free comic book day specifically, they have, like, fun events. I know um, one year, one of the comic book stores by my house in Florida, they had the freaking Rickmobile from Rick and Morty, like, the one that was driving around the country. No they had that out there. They yeah, had... Yeah. Um, they had food trucks. They had super big sales. Like, it's an event. So if you're going to get the Nubs and Court comic... Please consider also maybe picking up a couple of trade paperbacks. Maybe this is the opportunity to get introduced to your new favorite comic book. Um, If you can, you should also pick up some just like random free comic book day issues because they're usually like one shots and designed for new readers. I know Deadly Class has done it. Um, All of the Marvel voices that are free comic book day, they're pretty much like encapsulating of the characters. So yeah, you've been out of courtesy too. Avatar yes, Avatar like has ones from. Mm-hmm. I think Dark Horse also did. They did a an Avatar one last year. I think mm-hmm. in the same issue as, as, yeah, as the, the Avatar 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 Avatar. Like yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a Tencent in what I think, or I have oh. one I think mm-hmm. that I picked up. But yeah, 
Also, comic books have really cool, even if you don't buy comics, comic books usually, comic book stores usually have really cool, like, collectibles and stuff that pops, collectibles, posters, posters, yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. figures, like, um, so even if you don't buy comic books, definitely check out the other stuff because, like, I know my comic book store has, like, one of the best selections of Funkos Mm -hmm. that, yeah, uh, in the area that I live in. Yeah. Basically, comic book stores are just not are not just comic book stores. They are like under the moniker of comic book stores because they're mainly like tailored for comic books. And even then your comic book store could just be like pretty small and just have like weekly releases and a bunch of graphic novels like mine does. But yeah, they do more than just comic books. Yeah. Yeah, because like, yeah. please. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, it was like a lot of them are joint game stores because it's a lot easier for them to make money yeah. that way because comic book store, it's a very rough business to be in. Uh, so yeah, definitely if you can, can support them, uh, please do. You can also, if you're trying to find a place to go find these, if you go on comicshoplocator.com, you can just drop your zip code in and it'll tell you, there'll be a little badge that says they participate in free comic book day. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think also, that does no. work in the UK as well. So Ooh. even if you aren't American, you know, free comic book day still does exist in the UK. It's quite a big thing. I've been to one or two. They're very good, and I would highly recommend. Um, I'm sure it's the same for Europe, even if we don't get Dark Horse, but, you know, can let that slide for the other free stuff. <laughs> Be prepared, though, to potentially wait in a line, because uh, usually free yeah. comic book days are busy. So mm-hmm. if you're, especially yeah. if you're in a location that the weather is not so nice, have a coat, have like fully charged phone just be prepared to wait a little but it's usually yeah. more than worth it go early for the mm-hmm. ones you want as well yes yeah, yes for that's sure the main thing. definitely because it's on may 4th this year so you can make a whole day of it yeah. you know crazy mm-hmm. exciting time and i know yeah some of the big like some of some big comic book stores especially if it's may 4th they could have like 501st garrisons mm-hmm. there doing cosplays and they could have like photo ops and I'm, I'm sure because it's may 4th on top of free comic book day they're gonna have a lot of like discounts and sales on star wars comics specifically because i know a lot yeah. of comic book stores yeah. do that on may the 4th so that's also reason to go because again you might yeah. get like discounted prices on trades single issues back issues whatever it may be long story short please participate in comic book free comic book day and give back yeah. to the stores that are giving to you exactly perfect okay. couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> thank you um young jedi adventures episodes let me tell you it was 8 30 in the morning not even it was like, it was more like eight i was sitting on my couch crying over bell and loden being in that stupid episode like as soon as they stepped out of the ship (sighs) yeah i feel like with this new batch they were just there's something cooking in that writer's room but they were just so emotional like all of these episodes i was like i was like this show is for seven-year-olds and i'm like tearing up over no like yeah like it's it's a show for preschoolers yeah literally not even yeah yeah kevin scott chefing it up yeah there was something in the house you know yeah he he's he always he always puts something good in that food. I just don't know. I could eat from his dinner plate all day. 
so true. And then the Starlight episode. Oh God. I mean, it's so cute. Tears once like, again. Yeah. Whoever decided to do a Starlight episode, Jay, like. <laughs> 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 Mainly just because of everyone's emotions. Like, we all know what happens. There's no skirting around that. Yeah. Fact. You're not going to be able to explain to a six year old that that thing is not going to exist in like a couple of episodes' time. But <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I think the saddest thing about that episode specifically is you can see, like, the Nile always talk about how it was a beacon of the Republic and whatever, but you can really see how it is truly a beacon of hope for the Outer Rim. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that just drives home how powerful it was that the Nile were able to bring it down. Because I also, before yeah. I, Eye of Darkness came out, I reread the adult books and I was, I like reread Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, Fallen Star. Like I was, I, I finished Fallen Star like two or three days before I read Eye of Darkness. So all of this was like fresh in my mind, along with Shadows of Starlight and stuff like that. But it just really drives home how important Starlight was to the galaxy. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be yeah. said that you're seeing it through the lens of a child in this. We're like, you know, Kai and Listen Nubs are going to be way more just awestruck at something like that than, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's basically like chilling there. It's like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. But like these children are going to lose their mind. Yeah. It's basically like a Taylor Swift concert, but for five-year-olds. Um, <laughs> you know <laughs> what era is it i'd say fearless yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean if i have if i have darkness's reputation then that is definitely fearless um like i could talk all day about how reputation <laughs> coded i have darkness you're a staros in her reputation era she literally is oh, like i'm not even joking <laughs> i just spit out my water <laughs> Like, I was there, like, figuring out what songs go where. I mean, this was all pre, like, everyone else getting the book. So I was just going insane by yeah. myself. Oh, and, like, I would just yeah. occasionally tweet, like, Eye of Darkness in, like, all caps with some GIF. And that was me just <laughs> thinking about how crazy the book was. Well, it's so. like, I, t- I tweeted something about, like, because um, when they put out the Gira Phase 3 concept art and she has the Eye of the Storm, like, necklace, and I, like, tweeted, like, the King, of, King of My Heart. Too. and you're like just wait and i'm like oh no yeah i was yeah i was like this no one is prepared (laughs) and we'll get into this later but the last chapter with her is peak reputation (sighs) yeah but anyway yeah yeah anyway that's to come that's all to come late (laughs) yeah that's to come um anything else that we want to discuss from the last couple weeks oh one more note free sabe I just need her Please. out of the grip. Please, just if the other comics are ending, just come on, just <laughs> just, just a little. Uh, yeah. are, are are the other comics ending? Because Doctor Afra did not get solicited I mean, that, for the month of February. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, that is like dangerous territory. I mean, unless they're just having a month off, in which case, good for them. But but uh, did we? I know we mentioned the Stellan lightsaber as a thing, but also just Life Day in general mm-hmm. was. Thursday, I think. Yeah. Or Friday. Friday. Thursday yes. Friday. It's Friday because I was in the lightsaber job. Yeah. And yes. and they yeah. posted a nice like four light and life day graphic for the higher public. It was cute. Yeah, that was so uh, that was very cute. That yeah. one was all like the besties on the little um, yeah. days. That was very cute. I was actually looking through my pictures. I had like something come up in my um 
in my like memories or something on my phone and i found a picture of the very first tire public meetup in anaheim and all of the besties were there it was like a picture of everybody lined up outside of the fuck ass fountains was this the one where they had to like change the location like three times and they're like running around outside and it overlapped (laughs) it ended up overlapping with the solo meetup which is the yes. only reason why Liv Hay and I were there was because we were there for the solo big solo two happen one and and we were and then we're in the the background of all of it <laughs> I also found a picture of me and Daniel look there's the besties of listeners can't oh see it God. but like all the lightsabers so yeah cool. it's really funny looking back at looking like back on it like who can I see right now uh, I see Daniel, Kevin, Charles. Hold on, let me zoom in. Um, yeah, Kevin, Charles, Claudia Gray, who I ran into in the bathroom while dressed as Doctor <laughs> Afra. I gotta remember uh, that. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can see, at least from this band. Oh, and Maggie. Maggie's there, all the way oh on the side. God. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, that was off topic. <sighs> anyway, lots of higher public stuff to come out in the past couple weeks. I mean, and there's we also comic like... books, which we will talk about. Yeah. Hmm? Yes, we'll get there. I'm just saying we are just so back. We'll it's like, there. yeah. <laughs> no, we are so back. Yeah. And just do after... you guys, this is random. We've never been more back. <laughs> <laughs> We've ne- never been more back. I mean, we kind of needed this after like Ahsoka, but we won't go into it. No no weekly star no weekly Star Wars. Oh, Boo, well, tomato, tomato, Boo. tomato. Literally, I can't believe they said that. But anyway. Now who's laughing? Exactly, Those, exactly. That's, that's who. Um, this is random, but this is related. Do you guys know when the first YA book comes out? Uh, yes. It's January the 14th, I want to say. Yeah, I have to be two uh, more No, months. no, it's, it's, uh, it's long. Oh, no, the middle grade comes first, right? Oh. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I have the... I get confused. YA is like... March, March 5th, I think. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, oh I was thinking of Escape God. from Value. Uh, Escape from January. Value is January 30th, yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> there's a date. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Bro... Yeah. I should know because think... like I see the tweets about it every on the little yeah, daily the, this thing. Many yes. days <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I should know by now, but I'm very I excited think... for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mean, how I they're know. like sorry, go ahead. No, it's just I was just saying you just see like Daniel and Alyssa just interacting all the time about it. And I'm like, what are you guys cooking? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> please, please save us. <laughs> Before we continue, we want to celebrate the ending of the SAG-AFRA strike against unfair labor practices and unlivable wages and congratulate all those who worked tirelessly to ensure those who provide us entertainment are treated fairly. Additionally, Kessel Run Relay continues to condemn the ongoing genocide taking place in Palestine and join the millions of voices calling for a ceasefire. There will be a list of Palestinian charities to support linked in the description of this episode. And once again, we'll link um, the Twitter of... um, some mutuals of ours who consistently retweet good information about Palestine. Um, thank you for your support, and let's get into Eye of Darkness. 
So one thing I want to note that's tied to what happened in the past couple of weeks is I really like how they're spacing out the books in this phase because yes. in in phase one, it was like an adult book, a YA book, and a middle grade, yeah. and the comics all coming out within like a two-week span. Yeah, and like, I feel like I that's why... Never got through yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. The first time around, I only read the adult books, and that's because there was so much coming out at the same time. Yeah, And absolutely. I feel like spacing this out, spacing this out, like, especially with the sort of, like, following the High Republic has now, it's making it not only easier for people to... Um, to join in on phase three and like keep up with phase three but it's also giving people who like are maybe or didn't get to the higher public the first time around to go back and read what happened before the books came out and like yeah it's frustrating that i have to wait six months for the next adult book just about to say <laughs> yeah because in phase one, it was like three or four months between. I remember Light of the Jedi came yeah. out in um, January 21. And, and then, then Rising Storm was either June or July. And right. then June. June? Okay. And then Fallen Star was a little bit of a longer wait, but that's because they had like the other comics going on. So they kind of like yeah. filled it in. And then Fallen Star was longer. And then that came out in January of 22. But this one, we have like an eight month gap between books. So Eye of Darkness came out in November of this year. And then um, the next one, Temptation Tears of the, of the Nameless. Force. Temptation, of the, Temptation, Temptation of, the of the Force. I think that one is the John Jackson Miller book. No, that's the Living Force. Temptation of the Force is the next oh. next High Republic book from Tessa Grattan. And that's out in June of yes. 24. Oh, is that the next okay. adult one? Yeah. Yes. And yep. then Tears of the okay. Nameless. Oh, thank God, like... Tessa Grant is coming back. Yeah. Sorry. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Close Fist has no claws. Changed my life. Oh my God. Literally. That story, Literally. That story altered my brain chemistry. <laughs> anyway, they were fucking insane for that. Like, yeah. Really. Oh, and Justina's writing Vern again. Vernestro, we win every single day. <laughs> just, like, we just never lose. Like. Every single author that they bring into the High Republic just has like some. We're, we're getting kind of... two Tessa Grattan books, I guess, in the span of what, like three months between them writing Temptation of the Force and co writing Defy the Storm. Wow. Oh, I just got chills. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Got, got those goosebumps. <sighs> what, what was it? Oh, yeah. So Eye of Darkness came out this month november 23 and then we're gonna have like the rest of this month because it came out pretty yeah. early in the month we're gonna have about seven and a half months of wait before yes. the next adult book in june of 2024 yeah. and then after that so, it's even longer <laughs> yeah yeah like spring year, 25 yeah yeah oh Something my god like <laughs> <laughs> it was scary to think about but yeah I like how they're spacing things out and allowing people to catch up more. And I feel like it's all very digestible because you can like go back and reread things. Whereas um, in yeah. phase one, it was more like, oh you know, God. just da 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 You said to hold on. Days to get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start to hope and pray that you get through it. Yeah. Like I know mm -hmm. Savi is starting her High Republic adventure now. So it's nice to kind of see people finally have yeah, a little she, bit more. She time just finished. To, I think she just finished. Dark. 
Mm-hmm. She yeah. just finished Into the Dark. She's reading Light of the, the Jedi, Jedi right now. Um, mm. Loves Wreath. As she yes. should. <laughs> Wreath the theme. <laughs> My boy. But yeah, it's very interesting to see how different people's like jumping on points influences their like not only engagement but like yeah i guess their engagement with the high republic because yeah. i've i've been here since the beginning man like when light of the jedi came out that was my first ever star wars book that i ever read and then i read chaos rising and i was very confused <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah it's very interesting to see people like picking up and engaging with it and then the, it's the funny like dramatic irony when you see someone like oh starlight is so cool i blah blah blah, blah. and then it's kind of like eyebrow raise like, it's like do just they know way. <laughs> well it's like that was the thing with because uh, yeah savi was asking high republic questions the other day i was helping her out and she's like i read into the dark first is there any more jorah molly and wreath interaction i'm like uh <laughs> i felt so with she started texting me she's like i love jora so much i was yeah. like i was well I, yeah just, you know I, I was like i feel like you're really going to love buriaga and nib if you like that relationship yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah i mean it's pretty much like game of thrones at the moment high republic just that yeah that's all i'll say so right the star poster of the yeah. who's gonna survive yeah yeah i still remember when that dropped uh that was distressing but anyway i'm just it's it's just fun to see people reading it for the first time and like just talking to people about it i don't know it's it's very fun <laughs> yeah it's just something so nice about about the propaganda (laughs) um so on that note what are our overall thoughts on this novel um i guess i can start off i like this book as i i I will i've had to preface it i really enjoyed phase two but it is some something nice about getting back to this kind of part of the timeline and you know re-meeting all these characters again i enjoyed the book overall i think it had some great character moments i liked everything that did happen i just don't think it might have been as well balanced as i would have enjoyed um i think the main thing that i came to and i'd read i did audiobooks so this could change if i had read it physically it felt like no one really got as much time as they needed on the page other than avar and like for a lot of characters it's they had to it's clear they had to get to a certain point character wise or event wise and then they kind of just got put on the shelf like bell and buriaga had their moment like halfway through the book and they're like all right we're done with them for now so i just kind of wish it, it, it i understand it's incredibly difficult there's so many things going on um but just like from a balancing standpoint and also like mark markian Rowe was like the third most important villain in this book and he's on the cover <laughs> so yeah <laughs> But I, I did really enjoy it. It's just, I think I'm going to need to sit on it for a little while, read more phase three and kind of come back to my thoughts, you know, down the road. Yeah, I definitely agree with the Bell and Burry point because Bell was a very focal point in Light of the Jedi. And of course, so was Avar. But for a book called Eye of Darkness, I would have liked to see a little bit more of Marcianro. However, 
I did really, really enjoy Gira's importance in this book. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I, I mentioned like this when kind of like the eye because you got the eye of the storm where it's all calm and she's like the actually sort of calm rational sort of villain of this book in a way Um, so I feel like it's very much like even though Martian's on the cover I feel like it's very much sort of a you know her kind of novel my other favorite that's a really good point yeah my other favorite like Gira kind of like comparison like that was her absolutely reaping what she sowed while being on Hetzel the whole time (laughs) it's like you did this to yourself girly Please. Yeah, like she was talking about how she feels so bad and how she wants Martian to like include organizations. She and she's like, she's wallowing in her own sorrow. Like Curly Pop, whose fault <laughs> is this? Is it the consequences was... of our actions, or <gasps> something coming to bite you in the ass? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> and I think also... it was especially striking when she went to Coruscant to meet with Lena So, and she knew, like, exactly what she was going to do, and yet she still played into Martian's hands. Like, that part, Mm -hmm. the dynamic between Gira and Martian, because, I mean, we like to joke that she's basically, like, his baby girl, in a way, (laughs) and I don't, their relationship is so interesting. And it's it's just funny to see it kind of deteriorate in a way. And how Martian was just using her to get at the Republic. And now that he got at the Republic, he like doesn't know what to do with her. And we'll get to the very last chapter when we talk about Gira. Or the second to last chapter of the book when we talk about like Gira. But that second to last chapter of the book was one of the hardest things I've ever read in Star Wars. Absolutely. Yeah. And also just sort of enjoy their like weird relationship dynamic, like that scene where they stood looking over Hetzal and she's trying not to look at his like very muscular chest. Um <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. It's he's like, like he's like straight up like it's beautiful, isn't it? And she's like, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's like, uh he's like he's like, I'm talking like, about like my kingdom essentially. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like not the tits, <laughs> not the titties. Like uh, the you know I'm the... staring respectfully meme. <laughs> yeah. You know the picture of the guy with like the really big tits and the yeah, girl's like side eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, basically that conversation. Yeah. I, mean, I want someone to do like fan art of like that, but like in the terms of those two, I think that would be amazing. It's like the the Shadow of Starlight <laughs> two panel where it's like Elzar has like the giant chest, yes. just, but... huge tits, exactly. The huge tits. <laughs> I feel like this book was just huge titted people really like <laughs> battle of the tits just a lot of people breasting <laughs> boobily you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is the high republic if not breasting boobily <laughs> God. what is the high republic without some big old honkers big old bitties <laughs> big, big old bitties I'm so sorry if there's any important anybody important listening to this. Yeah, this is what you get for having me on a podcast. So this will be my first and last time, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> nice to be here. Cam's gonna make the most out of this one appearance. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. 
Speaking of resting boobily, let's talk about Elzar and his place mm. in the book. Oh my god. Oh, I didn't I don't get to talk about my overall thoughts. Oh, you you <laughs> haven't yet? Oh no. sorry. Okay. Go. Like go, patiently go. waiting. Um <laughs> I thought you had. I'm no. sorry. Okay, go ahead. Hayden's trying to silence me. Oh my um, god. Hashtag Hayden is over party. Hayden is over. If Liv's not here to cancel you, I will. <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree with Jacob. I think I just think there are too many characters. I think that's honestly what it comes down to. I think either there are too many characters or Star Wars books need to stop being afraid to be more than 400 pages. You are science fiction fantasy books. Just go. Like, this was my same problem I had with um, Rise Rise of the Red Blade. Mm -hmm. That book should have been 100 pages longer easily. (laughs) This book could have been longer. Or or we needed to cut down characters because it was the same thing. Like, I just felt like Belle did not get, like, a real arc in this book. I think there were a little too many Nile POVs. Mm. I, I don't know. I felt like we were going a long time without seeing certain characters. Like, I just think it was too much. Also, I am unsure how I feel about George Mann's writing style. I think that was a big hurdle for me when it came to this book. Um, put the the thesaurus down, George. <laughs> Put it down. I there was one part, there's one line that like I couldn't. It was like hope. Oh, I'm trying to find it. I tweeted about it. Is it is it the one that says blossomed in his breast? Yes, <laughs> hope blossomed in his breast. Huh? <laughs> what are we doing here? Also, I couldn't help but laugh. There was one part, like, I don't think he meant to do this, but why did he do the are you ready to die meme? The Azalea Banks. <laughs> yeah, there's literally yeah. one part there's the line, are you ready to die, Amar Chris? I was like, what's happening? Like, it was just, there were some one times note. where I was like, an editor or like something, or maybe it was the editor. <laughs> the other one was cocked him a crooked a crooked grin Just... it's, it's the british coming out yeah <laughs> <laughs> loomed in his breast like what are we are we reading a historical like bridgerton like what's happening i hey and i were talking about earlier that like i think he's a great comics writer and a great middle grade yeah. writer i am jury's still out on how i feel about him yeah. doing adult novels like, i will give him yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's sorry. I was just saying I kind of agree with um what you were saying about. I just think ever so slightly too wordy for my liking. Like, especially mm-hmm. there's a lot of long paragraphs of speech. And I just think yeah. maybe it's just like the script writer in me. But like, because when you do script writing, like you learn to cut it down a lot. And I'm like, I just yeah. think some of them needed to be cut down a bit because there's a lot of long speeches. And I'm like, Try, you try and get through it in your mind but like you're having to stop halfway through just to yeah. take a breather which is weird because yeah. like he has like a like he has a background writing a lot of audio drama so you think yeah 
I mean, no. I felt the same with Battle of Jeddah. Like, I did really like yeah. that, but I felt like there were some speeches in that that were far too wordy. I do have I some saying. quotes I saved I really did like, but you know, we can get to that, like, when we get to Avar. Oh, so, yeah. And I can was, finish I her. Yeah, there's some quotes mm-hmm. that I did like, but, uh, yeah, that was my... I, I think, basically, this went back to... And, and it kind of went back to some of the issues that I had with uh, Light of the Jedi as well, where I felt like, at times, this was way more of a plot setting up things book and I wish especially because we're this far into it that it had shifted focus to really be a character based thing because there's a lot Mm -hmm. that happened to these characters there's a lot of fallout that's happening and I felt like a lot of these characters needed more time to marinate on that to emotionally process to have a little bit more of a character arc um in I, mean, this. I do absolutely like his character work, though. I think getting inside their mind and stuff is like mm-hmm. really, yeah. really good. But yeah, yeah I think, and I thought because yeah. I thought when it was done, like I thought um, Elzar and Avar when it was done well, it was done really well. Avar had a fantastic like arc in this book. I think Elzar was also really great. I wish we'd gotten a little more of him, but I think the work was really good. But mm-hmm. it was just like some other ones. I was like, okay wish yeah like i feel like he i'm tired of this dude (laughs) yeah i'm like i don't want to like hear about this random not not like lady i I want want to see what bell's doing less bell strike more bell please thank you please (laughs) yeah i i agree with that sentiment definitely i i feel like the the blade connection was of course a big part of porter's motivations especially towards the end of the book um, but Mila Shrike being like a POV character when we haven't really known her for, for very long and she really is just kind of like a crutch to Vice getting at Porter. I feel like we could have dedicated that time more to like Belle and Burry because mm-hmm. wasn't she, she's the, the strike that, um, or Cloud, whatever. I don't remember what she <laughs> was exactly, but she was the the Nile operative who was like baiting Bell and Burry's right. team on the edge of the storm wall. And we'll get to the storm wall itself because I think the choice to expand it as a consequence was terrifying. Like yeah. reading it happen with Lena So like being literally tossed out of bed and finding out she lost yeah. more of her people to the Republic. That was terrifying. And I feel like that was one of my favorite parts of the book was like that kind of helplessness that you felt where like you you really can't fight the storm wall and then we get bell's kind of character moment there where he wants to go through the storm wall but then he like takes a step back and like meditates on it for a second i'm getting ahead of myself (laughs) but yeah uh what were we talking about (laughs) i think we just spiraled out of emily's overall thoughts (laughs) ah yeah any more general thoughts before we continue? Um, no, I feel like everything's been said. Like, I mean, I did really, really enjoy it. Like, I think it is like, I think it did amazingly bring in together phases one and two mm-hmm. into like yeah. this new like phase three. Yeah. Um, phase two matters. Yeah, phase it two does. really <laughs> does matter. Um, so please go read that as well. You will love it. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like just yeah, it's really well done book, but there's just a few bits that could have. So 
sort of yeah, improve. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a favorite moment so far that we did not talk about in the overall thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I, one of the quotes I had saved was, um, this is from Belen talking to Avar earlier in the book, um, when she's kind of like distraught Ooh. over the whole, yeah, baby girl Belen, I love him. Um, <laughs> but this is like when she's like feeling down and it's the quote is you may be a Jedi, but you don't have to save everyone. You can't save everyone. It's the fact you even tried that makes you different from the Nihil. You don't have to win Avar, Chris. All you have to do is try. That's enough. And then she like starts crying and just like comparing that with like the, the whole like song of failure speech she gives at the end of beginning of Shadow Starlight number two. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But yeah. Um mine is probably I think it's similar, sort of in the same area, basically, when Avar goes and like delivers the seed, like the food to those mm. like Rodian colonists. Um, and then she realizes it's not gonna matter for too long. I think that was a really like impactful moment where it's like going to take a lot mm-hmm. more to sort of help than just sort of doing things straight away, which is kind of really enjoyed that moment. I felt like it sort of set her character mm-hmm. arc up a lot more. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think my favorite part, this is really weird, but my favorite parts were either the final chapter with Gira or the extension of the storm wall. Mm-hmm. I think Avar had my favorite arc out of the book, but as for like specific moments, I think those two are weirdly what stuck out to me. Yeah, also, um, the one scene where Martian's like, I've been hearing voices in my head, my dad, and then also Margaro. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I was just like, okay. <laughs> like, well, I was like, okay. I'll, I'll okay. talk more about that when we get into Martian. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. That was and I'm, like. I'm saying Martian, however, I want to say Martian. Yeah. I don't care oh, yeah. what the like, audio sorry does. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's actually March Ion, be. but you know, it's. <laughs> Markion, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that martyr moment was like the really like jaw drop, like, Wah! like the um, Oprah screaming gif moment for me. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, any other favorite moments we want to touch on just before we get into characters? Also, really enjoyed the obviously one of his first speeches where he like kills. Um, Oh yeah, Contrary Vader. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then it's the Jedi finally get to see what the nameless look like as yeah. well. I think that was a really sort of Yeah, that was sick. Really mm-hmm. important moment and I really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Um it's just because yeah. Yeah. Emmerich was really the only Jedi alive who knew kind of what they looked like, right? I think so. Kind of saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Court was there too, but like, I mean, basically oh, yeah. those people on Starlight. Yeah, like it was just so crazy to think about. We had no idea what they looked like until issue four of Trail of Shadows in like the very yeah. end yeah. of phase yeah. one. And now it's like, we got nameless. No, I mean, like, like obviously <laughs> they're in the books before. We just had no idea what they actually were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's just... a really good point. I, I kind of... <laughs> I don't want to say I forgot that that happened, but I think it was also a really important like stepping point for the Jedi yeah. because mm-hmm. I mean even in 
like like you mentioned like the rest of phase one we went through most of phase one like not knowing what these bitches looked like like mm-hmm. we were just kind of like picturing this fucked up dog in our head yeah i mean it kind of is that still but... <laughs> yeah and i feel like this the moment that they finally see what they're up against is really important for them because they realize like the not only the links that the nile will go to to bring down the jedi but also like the the gravity of what they're really up against mm-hmm. and like how grotesque they are and how unnatural it is which i think is of course like very very um what's the word uh juxtapositional i guess yeah. to what the jedi like stand for and believe in yeah and it's obviously going to be very interesting to see where they go with all of it because obviously there's like bits in Eye of Darkness where they talk about, oh, there's Jedi off researching the nameless. And right. Obviously, yeah. we've still got Yoda. Nathan Edwards. Yeah. That, was a, <laughs> that was a good What a part. team. What a team. Um, I like yeah. how they're like, let's like uh, have like Daniel's little... <laughs> <laughs> little guys. <laughs> little <Yeah>. guys. Just <laughs> that's, I, I don't know if anything has been announced, but that's what I need is I need the... Trail, Trail of, of Shadows uh, with Rizabella, with yeah, Ruth and Emmerich absolutely. and Cyan over there. Cyan, C- um, like that's what I need. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, please. To write again. Like, that's the that's the follow up that I need. Uh, yeah, it's either a comic yeah. or a book. I would love a book because I'd love to really get into Emmerich's head. Yeah. Um, like imagine and there will see. be i feel like that was a tease for like a future project it, yeah, it definitely sure. seems um, like it so and i hope and I, it feels like it, it is like the annual <laughs> yeah but if there's one thing we need less of it's yoda hanging around with Olsen oh my god well. okay I'm yeah it's like, like that, that little green frog will just bring him to the jedi temple every the fact time. he brought him back after he yeah. just murdered like <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people yeah. and it's like Hey guys, the, my friend, yeah. he pulled an oopsies, but he is probably very helpful. So mm, oopsies, this is an anti-Yoda podcast. He, yeah. First and foremost. Yeah, because when I first read it, I thought Alzin and Elzar had already met. And I was like, why am I reading this again? But if you go I had to back check, to the yeah. comic, they haven't actually met. Like he, Elzar comes in just after he leaves. Which mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, you know, but I was just like, Yoda, please leave. Like, we don't want you in the book. I hate that little green frog. Yeah, like the slander, yeah. the slander was go- bad going into this book, but yeah, just the fact that he still has Aslan around makes it so much worse. He's not beating the allegations. No. no. Just a weird little dude, but I kind of yeah. like him. <laughs> just, he's just a little freak. <laughs> I don't mind him in Young Jedi Adventures. Yeah, Young Jedi Adventures, no. Yoda. Gets oh, not Yoda, not there. Yoda, sorry. Oh, Aslan. Aslan. <laughs> Yoda, I fucking oh, hate. Yoda, I will kick. Yoda. Aslan <laughs> is just a weird little guy. This is all valid, yeah. Yeah, no, no. no eyes, Fuck Yoda. Yeah. Exactly. Aslan Rel, weird little guy. Kind of want to shake him really? around. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in a jar and like, shake, yeah. shake him around. I just want to give him <laughs> some, like, plastic eyes and, like, rattle them. <laughs> yeah. Like googly like, eyes. Just like googly eyes. Yeah, just googly just eyes. Put them on the outside of his metal glasses. Yeah. Just... Oh, like when he so... turns around to look at Yoda, you just, just... hear like the rattle, 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 rattle. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 he's so freaky when he's talking to Elzar. Elzar is like, this is like so creepy. And I'm, like, yeah. so it's so weird funny. and mysterious. And it's yeah. so funny when you think about like where he is now versus face too. Yeah, it's just this little guy, and he goes into a cave and doesn't come out right. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, I can... 
Was that just a little bit fucked up? His hibernation did something. (laughs) Yeah. That manga was so insane. The High Republic or Edge of Balance precedent. Yeah. Was yeah. I should probably read that. It's it is yeah. It I think it basically bridges Aslan from um the battle on Dalna to like a couple months out, and it's him and Bestie Arkoff. It's very very horror like surreal like there's like panels of like his eyes like bleeding bleeding, yeah Yeah. i've Um, seen that panel yeah i think that is a meme now (laughs) also um (laughs) live owls in reaction yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) uh jedi master ravna one of my favorite new glove shittos she's like yoda but if yoda was cool so true (laughs) aka yabble (laughs) that's so (laughs) sorry well, on the note of Elzar, I I hate his beard. I'm sorry. It's just he just yeah. he looks like he should be clean shaven. Yeah. And like, yeah, I get. The you just want to bring like he's... a little, just like go back to being a twink, please. Like exactly. <laughs> please shave yourself. Like you know that Tokaboka game where you can shave them. <laughs> like I just want to do that. <laughs> Like, he goes down to the temple barber, he yeah. goes, fuck me up, and I just shave his razor. <laughs> or shave his face. It's I like feel I, like he's... I... Hmm? It's like, I get what it means for the character with him being like, oh, yeah. you know, I kind of look like Stella now, and also him just being, yeah. like, depressed and not taking like, care of himself. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, definitely Please. went through a Stella Stellanification in this novel. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was a yeah. fan of. Uh, and I loved that he hung around with Stellan's droid as well. That was one of my yeah. favorites. And I think it's funny that like the practical joke he played on Stellan is now like his last surviving yeah. connection to him. And Stellan <laughs> yeah. is still somehow helping him beyond the force or the ocean or whatever. I, I th- Elzar's arc is very... How do I say this? His arc is... I don't know. Someone else go. I need to collect my thoughts um, on this. It's, like, frustrating, but not, like, frustrating because you want him to do really, like, something good. But then, obviously, it's, like, he, like, keeps doing these things, but then keeps failing, and it's just, like, yeah. horrifying to sort of, like, obviously, when he tries to attack the storm wall, and then right. moments later, yeah. it's, like, engulfing even, like, and then he blames himself when it's not really him. It's... Mm-hmm. What Markian wanted all, ar- all along, it's um sort of like you just feel really like depressed for him in a way. Like yeah, no, I um, feel like he just he just starts spiraling. Yeah, I mean he was already spiraling after Starlight fell, like we saw in the comic book. But every like failure that he had, getting through to Avar, uh, getting the task force together trying to break the storm wall and people dying he thinks because of him but he was really just playing into martian's hands and i think some of his frustration comes from the fact that he he should have seen and he he still yeah. blames himself because he, he feels like he should have seen it happen mm-hmm. but like that not to quote han from force awakens but that's not how the force works yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like so many other people that like you know were a part of this decision like Chancellor So and Admiral Cronara and all of them like well and Kevin Tarr like 
if this is our chance, we're going to have to take it. But Elzar is still the kind of person that's going to put all of the blame of that yeah. decision on himself. Um, and I, yeah, I'm interested, like he, you know, when he does meet Aslan, he kind of like, it's like, you know, this guy's also been through so much. Like, do I see yeah, similarities like, yeah. there? Is he like looking into a mirror or is he going to be different? Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very curious about like how Avar coming back is going to affect him like long term. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you know, you based off of how he acts throughout the book, you're like, oh, you know, he's gonna run into her arms and all this stuff, and there it's you know, here we go, and then it's like you know, he's still just so beat up over what's happened. Yeah, and I think the fact that Avar was the person that got th- that got him through the past couple years, and then mm-hmm. when they're together, they can't like first of all. Those bitches, they fucked on the side, all right? And I think his attachment towards Avar, because, like, let's call a spade a spade. This man is in love with her. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he's, of course, trying to convince himself he's not, because, of course, it's against, like, tenets of the Jedi. But the fact that he was so, like... I don't know, like dependent on her and the connection they shared that it brought him through. And then when she's back, he's kind of like, what now? And then they go to the council at the end and then they start like strategizing. I don't know. Um, What were you going to say? I think he's going to leave the Jedi. I don't really see a way in which this ends with Elzar still being a part of the Jedi Order. Um, well, I was going to say Avar is probably going to leave the Jedi. Like, did they leave together? Yeah, I leave together because I think I. I'm kind of. I understand why, but I'm also kind of surprised that it never crossed Elzar's mind to become a wayseeker like yeah. Orla because of yeah, how and... often, too, he brings her up in her teachings. I understand yeah, exactly. why because he's more relying on, I need to be Stellan. Mm. Um, so I need to be, you know connected to the Jedi Council but I just I don't see a way in which his feelings and his connection to Avar doesn't cause him to leave nor his uh constant worry about the dark side doesn't cause him to um leave the order totally Mm -hmm. and I think instead what this not instead but I think basically the setup is going to be he leaves and then Vernestra is kind of like she's gonna come back from being a wayseeker and she'll kind of be like the Stellan predecessor almost mm-hmm. but I I think um I appreciated how this book looked at Elzar um I know a lot of Elzar's kind of story is um and way with the force is kind of seen as uh this kind of allegory I guess for mental health um and I mean here I mean here you literally see like and like at this point in the book like too it's like you are seeing like the physical symptoms of him struggling with depression but um just in general I felt like it was good of like you know we saw this regret Mm -hmm. we saw this blame even though like they're like yeah like like we were saying like it wasn't really his fault 
there was a lot of other decisions but this this need to blame himself um is very because he's still yeah he's still i mean let's call again let's call a spade a spade he was one of the main reasons why starlight beacon fell because he killed chance yara in the middle of um of trying to fix thrusters and he he does carry like an understandable amount of regret and grief about that but it's becoming it's getting to the point where it's all consuming and that he thinks everything is like dictated by this choice and i guess in some parts it is but for example like the attempt to breach the storm wall he still feels a lot of like regret and grief about that but that part wasn't his fault and i think this kind of downward spiral that he's going in specifically from the regret stemming from the decision to kill Chansey Yarrow on Starlight, that's going to be his undoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's probably going to go the other way and he's not going to kill someone he should do and then that's probably going to end badly for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. And I think too, when we think about specifically also the ways in which Elzar feels a little bit like a parallel to Anakin, it makes sense to me that the decision would be instead of like Anakin turning to the dark side, that Elzar would instead make the decision to leave the Jedi order and have his own life. Mm. Um, So I think the next book in the phases, uh, I think really going to focus on him letting go of kind of this idea that he needs to be Stellan or that Stellan would want him to stay and be unhappy and feel like he's failing constantly um especially with it being called temptation of the force it could be like tempting him either away or maybe down some of the darker path but Mm -hmm. who knows Um, i think another thing with his character like obviously he has to deal with like you know the grief and the regret and the failure that he's been going through the past couple years but this is like the situation we find ourselves in right now is not a problem he can just like run down on the ground with a lightsaber in the force and like come at head on it's a like existential threat that seems almost impossible to deal with like you can't there's no like brute forcing your way through the storm wall as we saw and like he just kind of has to sit and wait for a year and just hope like something changes that would like allow them to either like pierce the storm wall or get someone back or something like that so it's just the nature of the problem is so much different than phase one where it is like yeah the Nihil attacks are brutal and stuff like that, and they're going to, you know, still enact a lot, uh, enact a lot of damage. But like, he can at least confront that head on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Stellan or not Stellan? <laughs> oh, loads <laughs> of thoughts on Stellan. <laughs> um, Elzar. Slayful. Do we want to touch on his interactions with the Jedi Order before we move on to Avar? Or not the Jedi Order, the Jedi Council. Council. I just I just put that in there in case anybody had any thoughts on any Jedi Council members. I don't know if you did. I didn't Oppo Rancesis, emphasis on the op. <laughs> Hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, off with oh, his head. Yeah, well, yeah, you did just watch some Survivor stuff, so that's... Yeah, yeah and it's not helping. <laughs> Oppo um... Rancid. 
I mean, I felt, felt like they were just the typical Jedi Council, well, starting to be the typical Jedi Council of the mm-hmm. prequels where they don't do anything yeah. really. Like, the whole point, like, Yoda basically saying not to get involved with, like, what the Republic are doing, um, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like it we're going like... heading down that dark path towards what they're like by episode right. one mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right, because, like, obviously, like, at the beginning of the novel, they're like, we want the Jedi to help out, and they're like, we're really, you know, we're not a part of the Republic government, like, we're yeah. our separate thing, and then by the end, mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll throw in with the RDC, like, we know that's, like, what yeah. you need, which is, you know, a lot more similar to what we see, yeah, get, getting into the Clone Wars, where they're just, you know, generals yeah. of the army, yeah. and in Shadow Starlight 1, you have them, like, going to basically making Clone Wars sabers from all the fancy, beautiful yeah. gold ones that they had, and yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I forgot to talk about when we were talking about it generally is that here's where we really now like first see the inklings of the of the failures of the prequel Jedi coming out and I mean it's to be expected because it is this kind of conflict that a scale like not only the Republic but the galaxy hasn't seen I mean probably since the time of the Sith and because this is really like setting them up for like modern day Coruscant and the failures of the prequel Jedi it's really apparent here and especially of course in Shadows of Starlight you have the um the Guardian Protocols which bring all the Jedi back and start accelerated force training like that right there is the start of the downfall yeah like as as soon as they said like Bell and Burry were like knighted really Mm -hmm. like quickly after the fall of Starlight so they could be sent out I was like Mm -hmm. oh what "Mm." does that sound like (laughs) oh wow it's Katakars we've been here before (laughs) I think I've seen this film before before. (laughs) and I (laughs) didn't like the ending (laughs) (laughs) um okay Avar again just before we get into it I thought her arc in this was spectacular. She and I think... by far had the best arc in this yeah. book. I mean, if there's mm-hmm. like a main character for the, on the hero side, it's definitely Avar. Like, which like I know for a lot of people that don't read comics, they're a little disappointed by Phase One because like she is she is Light of the Jedi. She is that book, and then it's basically gone for the next two adult novels. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you read the comics, she's in there um, a decent amount in the back half, but. It is very nice to have her being like the star of a book again. Yeah. And I just think, oh man, I just really, I love what they did with her in this to really see her having this, this, um, it, it kind of felt very Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi. Like you're having this Jedi who is seen as such like a hero. Yeah but they are struggling so much with the decisions they made with this idea that they failed and that they have lost the people that they care about. And I, I love her just trying to like having this, like, I just want to do good a little bit. Like, I just want to help a couple people, but like, that's not enough. So I have to go big. And I think, um, Bella, Balin, Balin, Beelin, Beelin was the perfect companion for her. Yeah, yeah. just this like, but like a lot of people saying, yeah, they wanted like Avar to like take on a Padawan out there or something like just before the book came out, and then obviously I was like reading it, and she like made friends with this middle aged Ugnor, and like she's got a (laughs) protocol droid, and I'm like, you couldn't ask for anything more, and just you know, 
Yeah, I think that's I think more. that's such a funny just to have like this like an little, unlikely like, companion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just this middle aged yeah. man who ends up being like exactly <laughs> what she she needs in the support. Yeah, his oh, the one that was killing me was like when he was like, uh, he came down the ramp and he was all like dramatic, and Avar is like, <laughs> I have a feeling he likes to be dramatic like that. He's <laughs> like, so like, me for real. So exactly, I was like so <laughs> me good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I thought, and her listening to Elzar's message where she just lets herself, she cry. lets herself feel. I think, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, Alexa, really play like... this is me trying by Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really like what they did with how she sees the force as well. Like the song still broke. Yeah, her as well. That yes, was, like something really good compared with like other Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed that bit and it like, quite, doesn't quite fix itself like even after she gets out sort of thing mm-hmm. but, um... and I think that's going to be a focal point of her character is not trying is like not trying to fix the discordant note in the song but trying to like live with it I guess yeah. and like accept it and that in turn makes the the song like more palatable I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And then when she comes back and like she just feels like unlike her and it all good. <laughs> like again, the whole we are so back. It's just like all right. Exactly. Yeah. So back. <laughs> yeah. Ava um, Chris has never been more back. <laughs> <laughs> but so before she gets back into like the Republic controlled area of the galaxy, is is Avar a hyperspace girly now? I don't know. Because she has like the moment where she's like, Yeah, where she's you know, like piloting the. Yeah, she's yeah. like, All right, like closes her eyes, like now's the moment, hits the lever. I was like, you know, I don't know. I'll have to. Ask Mac. Mac on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the the official designee of the Stas Mac. Hyperspace girlies list. <laughs> CEO of Hyperspace Girlies. It was, it was a very, <laughs> yeah, like Shay Ganondra moment. Yeah. It's like, Oh, let's go. <laughs> um. Um, yeah, and obviously, yeah, you've got all of her side characters. Like, if there's one thing the Mandalorian did good, it's the three words I have spoken. I, have spoken. I, have spoken. I enjoyed that <laughs> so much, and I think it's such a great thing that obviously Ugnaughts do that now. And um, yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's I just really, part of the culture now. Giggled every time Bellin was saying that. Um, just Absolute, really love him. Just her makes me go. I hope he's relationship with Casey. Casey, yeah. my little droid, Maru's yeah. little droid. There's like one line yeah. in there where she's like, when they were trying to like pull off the escape, and she's like, Casey's not good at goodbyes anymore yeah. after Starlight Beacon. I was like, yeah, it's oh. like little nervous droid. And I was like, <laughs> was sad. So B2 coded. So true. <laughs> my little anxiety droids. <laughs> <laughs> so true. B2, Dio, and exactly the Holy Trinity. (laughs) The Holy Trinity of Androids. Again, I can't say enough how good her arc was in this book because she is in just such awful place after Starlight Beacon. I mean, she's been, she's had failure after failure after failure after failure, and she, like, she goes rogue and tries to do some good in the galaxy, then gets trapped behind the occlusion zone occlusion zone sorry and then she does like all these little bits of good behind the veil of the occlusion zone and 
it it really just takes Belen to say like you're not going to save any everybody, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But yeah. the fact that you're trying matters, and that is I think a pivotal moment for Avar, and not only trying to get out of the occlusion zone, but on this arc that she's been in ever since Light of the Jedi, and ever since she like took over the task force to go and stop the huts and mm-hmm. Lorna D. Yeah, this idea like right that to... she doesn't always have oh, to. Oh, sorry. Not... She doesn't always not have yet. to succeed or be perfect and succeed perfectly mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make a difference. Like, yeah, it's enough yeah. to just do the little things. Yeah. And it's it like took Jacob... a. Sorry. <laughs> it's like directly before this moment where she's like because she's like delivers the grain to the rodians and they're like well when's the next one coming and they're like what do you mean yeah. the next one she's like well this is only gonna last us two weeks and yeah just be being like well first off they're ungrateful assholes but um <laughs> yeah like you can you, you know you can it's okay to just do the little things you can here and there mm-hmm. like over time the, and I feel like the shift in her perspective from all these little things over time are going to mean nothing to Belen, like demonstrating to her, like, no, those little things add up over time and can make a big impact in the galaxy, again, is a very important part for her character. It's like how the rebellion started. Exactly. Any more notes on Avar or Belen before we talk about Mr. Porter Angle. I think we're all good. Swag money. <laughs> Mr. Porter. Oh my god. I adored his character. Yes. His arc specifically in this book. Because I mean, there's been a lot of conversations about this, but Lucasfilm specifically, and not just Star Wars, but Lucasfilm is kind of they're doing something that Hollywood isn't really doing right now, which is these heroes, they're making stories about heroes getting older, mm-hmm. like in Kenobi, mm-hmm. like in Indiana Jones, like yeah. in The Last Jedi. We see all these heroes that are getting older, and Porter specifically talks about, like, he's old, he's tired, he is still trying his best, but he knows that he's not at his prime, and he's lived such a long life that he he's still again he's still doing whatever he can but he just he just wants to rest and he's still using everything he has in him to try and make a difference yeah especially because he's like always on the run in this book as Mm -hmm. well like you know he doesn't get a chance to um even rest Uh, Mm -hmm. and i really like that he's a phase two girly in this book (laughs) because basically Mm -hmm. all of the phase two yeah come from Porter, which is amazing. Yeah, um, him being yeah. like, I miss Brash, and yes. I miss, yeah. I miss, I miss oh. Rupert. I miss Creighton. Creighton said, like, oh, okay. I went on the mission with Creighton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my guy. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's guy. Everyone's yeah. guy. Love that man. Yeah. And it is yeah, again. Think, I mean, oh, go ahead. <laughs> and I was just going to say, do we think the uh, Barash things were a tease that they're still alive? God, there, I like, hope so. Yeah, because obviously we've Mima got Barash. Char- um, Charles's broken blade. Broken blade, yeah. yeah. At some point, I feel like I that's going to be probably going to. It's probably going to come me. at the end of the phase. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, because there's no way from... that he's dead. Oh no, no. 
absolutely like not. He, they were like oh he like ran away but like we never yeah they were like they always oh, are like they a, became yeah. one with the force like yeah. i feel yeah, like so, or like, someone would have like even in the inclusion yeah. though, i feel like someone would have felt yeah. it because like avar's yeah. right there she's like well there's no way someone could survive that i'm like okay let's be real <laughs> i'm like bestie <laughs> yeah. but did you feel him really has so... priorities yeah <laughs> yeah i i loved porter in this book especially after the blade and seeing mm-hmm. his personality like first reading the blade and then going back and rereading land of the jedi and seeing like the the syllogism between his character there and how he's still yeah. like the porter the porter angle master bladesman yeah. that fought on that planet on Gal- no not Galmira. I, oh, I don't know uh, gansavor yes um i knew it was a g <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah it's it's he's just tired and he's just, been doing this like, for him rest like, exactly he's been doing this for centuries literally go back to making his nine eggs yeah, soup, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. peepa back in his little temple making his stew <laughs> yeah. that's all he needs mm-hmm. so he's having a nice time until the peepa is also seriously together. injured yeah, yeah. <laughs> and without his saber maybe so yeah, yeah please get peepa some help <laughs> maybe um <laughs> Bellin, the, the, what's the life alert <laughs> yeah help i've fallen and i can't get up <laughs> a man has fallen in lego city <laughs> and the life alert actually makes a call directly to barrage oh. yeah <laughs> nobody else just barrage yeah <sighs> yeah i mean i don't think i can say anything more about his no, arc in this I book mean, because just, it was just... He was just—he yeah. just wanted to build a little droid. And, yeah. You no, know, I thought that was cute. Yeah. And again, a great connection to Phase Two. Phase Two matters. Yes. Exactly. exactly. People who yeah. say Phase Two doesn't matter. Mm. I'm like, please go and read it right now. <laughs> Mainly because you've got Yaddle. Yaddle and Yaddle Sippa. Yeah. Oh my God. Sippa. I forgot about Sippa. Yeah. Name a more She's iconic okay. duo. Exactly. Literally. <sighs> Any final thoughts on Mr. Angle? Um, I love him. That's my final thought. I agree. <laughs> love you, Peepa. Yeah, love, love Peepa Angle. Please, please be safe. Peepa Angle and Mima Barash. <laughs> Peepa, but Bell. Peepa Angle, Bell misses you. Your grandchild misses you. <laughs> Come home. <laughs> Hello, editing Emily here, jumping in to say that this episode ended up being really long, like most of our High Republic episodes. So we will be ending the episode here, and then we will have part two out next week, where we will finish all of our thoughts on the Eye of Darkness. We will talk about Belle and Bray and Martian, and predictions for phase three, and all that good stuff. Please make sure to follow our amazing guests, Jacob and Cam. On their social medias, their links will be in the description. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. Send us questions. We love answering questions, and we haven't got one in a while. So you can either send it via email or over on Twitter. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. May the force be with you.